there and welcome back to Leave a Little Sparkle. Uh, no offense to anybody that has come on the show. I've had great people on the show, but I think that this is probably going to be my most favorite show because today I am joined with my absolute best friend in the whole wide world, Christine Parker. Yay! Yay. Hi, everyone. So, okay, what was your initial thoughts when I said, I'm going to start a podcast? Well, I was excited because it's not like we have, well, we've never done a podcast, but we've been online and done videos oh, and yeah. stuff before, so yeah. I was super excited. Were you shocked at all that it was no. something that... No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> not shocked at all. <laughs> I tend to have big, crazy ideas, but you know. Um, so, okay, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Christine Parker. I teach kindergarten here at JSA. It's my second year here. I'm going on my 17th year with the Polk County School Board. I know. (laughs) And this is my seventh year teaching. Wow. So, yes. So, and then prior to teaching... Oh my gosh, how have we been? Anyways, prior to teaching, we graduated at the same time. Yes. Um, you were a para. I was. Mm-hmm. You've got lots of stories to tell about being a para. Oh, yes. And I was a para in middle school. Yeah. God bless middle school teachers. I don't know how y'all do it. Yeah, that's, that's a whole nother side of things right there. Right. I, but you, you definitely made quite the jump from middle school to kindergarten. Right. Right. <laughs> kindergarten, they're so lovable. So lovable. They are. But they also have snotty noses. They do. I can deal with that better than I can hormones. I just, you know, <laughs> and bad attitudes and yeah. So I think because I was raised in such a militant style house, home, and I am like that way with my own child, it just makes sense for me to work with older kids. Yeah. Because I tend to be very like structured and strict. I love the little babies. Don't get me wrong. They're adorable. But two things. One, I don't want to touch anything snotty or wet that shouldn't be wet. Okay. And two, um, they don't understand my sarcasm at all at that age. They really don't. And <laughs> they take it. It's yeah. Amelia Bedelia's all in your classroom where everything is literal. And when I went from middle school to elementary, I had to, you know, especially when I was kindergarten, first grade. Yeah, they don't understand sarcasm. It's like, oh, never mind, never mind. I understand. <laughs> so I, I think maybe I touched a little bit on this because I said we graduated together, but do you want to tell the story about how we met? Okay. So <laughs> we actually celebrated our anniversary not yeah. too long ago. Yes, we did. <laughs> so we actually met in college. It was two, January 2014. Was it? Yes. Okay. So what is this, eight years? Oh my gosh, we're almost in double digits. I know. So we met um, in one of the college courses. I'm not going to say which one it is because (laughs) I did not like that class. The best part was meeting you. Yeah, I think that's the best thing that, and we're going to touch on college classes a little bit today because I wanted to talk about that just a smidge, but (laughs) yes, that was probably the best part of that class. Right, because I, I dreaded that class. Yeah. Yes, I did. (laughs) Um, but we were at, did you say which school we went to? I think so. Florida, did I say Florida Southern? I'm not sure, but we went to Florida Southern. Yes. Um, and this was pre, now I don't know if you've been over there recently, 
But they have changed everything. I think I went with you when they um, we drove by there actually on our anniversary. Date. <laughs> yeah, because they have new they have a brand new, building, new building, like a couple, I think. Yeah, yeah. Education's been moved into its own building. It used to be this little itty bitty rinkadink old building that, like, I swear it was haunted. Yeah, and it stunk. Like, it smelled <laughs> so bad. And in the basement of this building, they had a preschool. Yes. And it was like, why are we putting? preschoolers in the base it, it was so strange but right but it was good experiences it was good times and the parking is oh my gosh oh the, well i'm sure it's a lot better now that they have the better I building so, yeah. well i mean if you were late to class you were really going to be hiking it you were going right. to be very late to class right um so i guess while we're already talking about college before i go into our next question um i've had the pleasure of having my niece come join our school and she's a first year teacher brand new to this whole thing and her and I were we were talking about school and she's like you don't understand it's really hard because I didn't go to school to be a teacher and then I think within like the next week I had a conversation with um Cody you know my husband um (laughs) with him where he was like yeah I feel like I'm not really getting much out of the classes that I'm taking that would go towards the job I want. And I, I'm like, I don't think that college necessarily actually prepares you for the job that you're trying to get. And I know we've discussed this too. We have discussed it. And I totally agree. I think actually when we had went out, one of our conversations was that and how we had Mm -hmm. said, um, the lesson plans that they make you write in college, (laughs) The 36-page lesson plans that we would write. Yeah, she's actually serious. It was, like, ridiculous. It was, and and this was 36 pages for one lesson, not a week's worth of lessons. Exactly. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, my lesson plan is, you know, one page. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're right. I feel like it's more about just jumping in there and getting... You know, the experience. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, hindsight's twenty twenty. I wish that I would have gone to college other than the fact that I met you. I wish that I would have gone to college for something more like marketing or mm-hmm. business related because those are things you can take with you into any field you go into. Mm-hmm. And exactly. it's kind of easy. I mean, there's hoops to jump through to become a teacher. But I would have had something to fall back on should something ever happen or should I finally be burnt out? Very you know? true. Because, like, Skylar, for example, like, she has something to fall back on yes, to. Yes, absolutely. You know, we have an education degree. So yeah, like... it would be going back to school to find a different career. Exactly. And I, I don't know about you, but that does not sound fun. <laughs> no, it does not. No, not at all. So, um, we met in college, and then, so our story, I guess, of our bestie friendship is um, we met in college, and then we kind of, we stayed in touch, but we went to our own different schools to teach for, like, a year. Mm-hmm. We still, of course, met up, girls' nights. Of course. You know, chilies, <laughs> Thursdays, just saying. <laughs> um, but... Then we got to teach together for the first time at Caldwell. And of course, I was fifth grade. <laughs> you of were course. you were first grade. Did, do you think you liked first grade better than kindergarten? Or you like kindergarten better? Okay. Well, I'm not going to lie. When I my very first year of actually teaching, I was in a kindergarten class and mm-hmm. then I went to Caldwell and taught first grade. Mm-hmm. And um now that I'm teaching kindergarten, last year, going back to teaching kindergarten, it's a, 
you forget. Like, you have to teach them everything. How to yeah. pick up a pencil, how to cut. It's like, before, like, first graders, okay, pick up your pencil, cut. Right. And, like, you know, them looking at you like, how do I cut? So, it's like, oh it's a my. big difference. But I really do love my little kindergartners. I think that's my favorite grade. Mm. <laughs> See, and I just cringe when I hear, like, you have to teach them how to pick up a pencil. Because, okay, my son is five. And we have to do homework. And I just want to, like, gouge my eyes out and pull my hair out because hold the pencil right. Hold the pencil right. And he's just looking at me like I have four heads. And I'm like, on top of your hand, not under your hand. Like, it's just, it kills me. So I couldn't imagine a classroom full of that. Yes, and you do for, like, the first couple months. You know, still some now. It's like, you're cutting wrong. Let me show you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So let's back up just a little bit because... Um, your first year teaching, mm-hmm. you did have kind of a little bit of a tragedy over the summer going, leading into your next year, moving into, um, first grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like things like this is not really talked about much and I know I didn't prepare you to talk about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I do feel like it's really important for us to open the conversation to watch out for certain things with kids. Yes. Um, so do you want to share a little bit? I know you can't give names or things like that, but. So my first year, um, I was teaching kindergarten and we started actually right out of internship. Mm -hmm. So like March, it was like, I think I started a week and then we had spring break. So it was like mid March that I had started and that was a rough class, mm-hmm. um, especially coming in when I was their third teacher. Yeah. And I had this girl. She probably was my most difficult child that I've ever had. And um, unfortunately, during the summer, she was murdered, her and her grandfather. Um, she was missing for a few weeks, and then they ended up finding her. And, um, of course, you know, having her and then meeting the mom and having a conversation with the mom, of course, you beat yourself up because it's like you didn't see any of the signs, you know. So. um, Well, and us being fresh. Right. You know. But I I think that happening, although it was such a tragedy, and I'm sure you still carry it around with you, um, it really opens your eyes to. The kids that are my hardest are yes. really going through stuff. And and this is why I say all the time, like, yeah, okay, that kid may be having a bad day in my class. He may mm-hmm. be really, really hard. But what can I do to either, A, get him out of that, or B, give him a fighting chance or her a fighting chance in my classroom? Because I know they're probably just dealing with stuff. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, I think I know it was really difficult for us at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I know you really... It was really hard on you, but I think it definitely taught us a lesson there in the front, in the very beginning of like, right, what to look for with these kids that are having a hard time. Exactly, and like you, like you say, you know, they may be difficult for you, which is one of the biggest signs to mm-hmm. look for about what's going on, you know, behind closed doors. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, we know as um, teachers that that's one of the biggest signs to look for, but. It, I know that we've talked about this a little bit, even though that may be one of the biggest signs to look for. Um, I know myself as a kid, I was a perfect angel. I would not get in trouble ever for any reason because I knew 
the things I would have to endure when I got home would be worse. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it, there's two sides to the spectrum there. Like there's the kid that's acting out in your class because they're looking for attention because they don't get any positive attention at all. And then there's the kids that just live in fear. And I think it just, it's kind of our fight or flight response. And so, you know, you just have to be open to always kind of hearing kids out and being, being there for them because mm-hmm. you never know exactly the quietest kid could be the one with the biggest you know problem biggest issue going on at home or... yeah and just being vigilant and watching our kids and being there for mm-hmm. them so i didn't mean to take a, a sad turn so let's <laughs> let's keep on okay so we got to caldwell we taught at caldwell together yes you stayed at Caldwell. I did. I moved on a little I bit. I know. But now we're back together. She she left me. Like she I did. Just, she just left. I had a crisis after having my child because I was like, who am I and what am I doing and what am I going to do with my life? And um, that was a really hard year. Yes. Leaving to have a baby in the middle of the year is really difficult. Mm-hmm. And if I had had any control over his birth date, he would have either been born at Thanksgiving so I hadn't been gone as long as I had, or um, he would have been born over the summer. And you're a planner. Yes. So I know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I had had any control over that. We, you know, I have PCOS, and getting pregnant was really, really difficult. Uh, eight years of not really using any kind of. Um, and we still didn't get pregnant until I went keto. So yeah, I did not get to plan that. And when I say it's. Up until she had her son, she was in denial. I had to tell her oh, all yeah. the time. Like, oh, my he's, God, I'm having a baby. Yeah, he's, he's, he's coming. And then I had him, and I said, oh, my God, I had a baby. <laughs> right? And now I'm like, oh, my God, he's big. Right. I'm in kindergarten next year. Oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, but then... We got to come back together. We did. And it's beautiful. It is beautiful. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I had you come to Caldwell and then I had you come to do it. So I just follow her wherever she goes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, which brings me to our next question of how well we work together. So this kind of goes back to college a little bit because I think I'm the one with the crazy ideas and you just help me see it through. Yes. As I like to say, you are the planner. I'm the helper. I'm a good helper. You're a fantastic helper. Yes. You are amazing, creative. <laughs> Me, not so much. Which is funny helping. because you're left-handed. I know. I missed the boat on that one. <laughs> we were just literally talking about this the other day with, with my dad and yeah, Chris. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so yes. funny. I think Xander might end up being left-handed. Really? Yeah, he goes back and forth. He hasn't quite picked which side feels the most comfortable for him. Oh, so he's going to be ambidextrous. Look at that. But he, he's so creative. Yes, like, he is. so creative. We got him those magnetiles. Oh, yeah, he got oh, them for his birthday. My. Yeah, he just loves it. I'm going to have to buy him more because he yesterday he was building a castle. Really? I mean, it was like three stories tall. Wow. It was impressive. So yeah. Okay, so... Um, we're starting a segment here. This is going to be a new segment that I'm going to add to. <laughs> Every time I have Christine on, this is going to be her segment. What I wish my husband knew. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've talked about this probably multiple times. Um, but as a teacher who's married to not a teacher. Right. I mean, if you are married to a teacher, kudos to you. 
you have a very hard job. If you're a teacher married to a teacher, you lucked out because your spouse is going to understand. But if you are a teacher married to somebody who's not a teacher, and it's really funny because both our husbands work for Publix too. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, so they, they just have very different jobs from us. And Publix has a very different infrastructure mm-hmm. in place for their employees than the Polk County School Board does. Right. I'm not saying Polk County School Board's wrong. I'm just saying that Publix is very different when it comes to their employees. Mm-hmm. They, they try, I mean, my husband cooks a meal every day for people to eat a free meal. Which, I, you know what, I would love to have a free meal every once in a while right? here at school. Like, to not have to worry about what I'm going to eat or what I'm going to bring. Because half the time I forget to feed myself because mm. I'm rushing out the door. Right. And then they get, like, gift cards. And... Yes. I just got my groceries yesterday with the gift card they gave them. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is beautiful. And it was not, like, no 25 It no, was, like, 100 It was $100. Mm-hmm. Publix is not Publix. If right? you want to sponsor me. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, so anyways, um, so what is something that you wish your husband knew or understood about your you and your job and being an educator? That it's not a nine to five job. Oh, yes. Or eight to four, whatever you want to say. But yes. And it's basically a lifetime commitment because it's like, oh, yeah. I was just saying this, like, when I was in middle school, my oldest student, oh Lord, would be 26 years old. Whew. Yes. And actually, she came to. Um, oh, she was Coop- the one at your mm-hmm. baby at Coop- shower? At Cooper's shower. So, and we still stay in touch. So it's not just, you know, oh, I have them for a year and they're going to mm-hmm. move on. No, you form relationships with them. So it's, it's you know, it's not a nine to five job. Yeah. I still have um, my very first year's kids, my very first full year's kids, um, have their parents found me on Facebook after I left that school. And then when they started getting social media, they started to add me. And so I have a few on there. And I I still try to support them and I try to help them. And they still reach out. I have uh, one that just turned 18. Oh, my gosh. And, um, you know, she's going through a hard time and she still reaches out to me like, Hey, what advice you got me for me today? It is definitely a lifetime commitment, but I think, I think that's part of what the allure is for being Mm -hmm. a teacher is like, I I was raised on nineties teachers. Okay. And they were in, I mean, Mr. Feeney, George Feeney was my, (laughs) that is what I wanted to be. I wanted to be the little crotchety old man that lived next door and gave the sound advice. Right. And I still kind of live by that. I want to be a George Feeney. Mm Mm-hmm. So. (laughs) Gotta love George Feeney. Oh, man. Yes. George Feeney. And then there's one movie that Robin Williams was a teacher in that I can't remember what it was called, but he gives, he, he gives this one speech that. It just blew me away, and I honestly can't even remember what he said. I just remember the feeling of feeling like that's how a teacher should be. Right. You know, like a champion for kids. That's what it should be about. Um, but, yeah, that's – I mean, I think that's great. I think I wish my husband understood that my job is a money commitment as well mm-hmm. because the school board doesn't have the extra, nor do I have anybody just handing me things for rewards, mm-hmm. incentives. Um, things for my classroom, things, things that are going to make my life easier. Now we get, we get a little stipend at the beginning of the school year. 
um, which I thought it was a good amount this year. Yeah, it was a good amount. But it's for stuff like paper and pencils and... Stuff that we, that, you know, we can only buy certain things. Right. Mm -hmm. Not microphones or, you know, book. Well, I don't even know. Are books on the list of things you can purchase? I don't know nowadays, so I... Yeah, I don't know, but but it's really and truly, like, I need a carpet in my classroom. The only way I'm going to get carpet in my classroom for some of the kids to sit on and read on is if I go purchase it. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband's like, the school board should provide that. Well, it's for my classroom. It's my choice that I want to have it. Right. And the school board doesn't have the extra. So I wish he understood the monetary, like... Okay, I know I don't make a lot to begin with, and yeah, I could try to crowdsource or f- fund it mm-hmm. in different ways, but that's also a commitment too. Right. So. And another thing. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I could go on with this. <laughs> but teaching makes you not only physically tired, but mentally mm. tired. And sometimes you just want to go come home and say nothing. Yes. Like, yeah. just, I just want to. Well, and you've met my child, right? I know. He's so, an angel. He's, don't let her fool you. He's an angel. An angel that never stops talking. <laughs> and, oh my gosh, the other day, he's discovered the word stupid. Oh. <laughs> and so, he was talking to my husband the other day, and he's telling him, um, I was watching this show, and a Goomba was on there, and Goombas are so stupid. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh. But, yeah, he could go on and on all day long, just noise, 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 noise. Um, I guess we'll probably need to add a segment in that's, like, what I wish my kid knew. Um, but but my husband, like, when I get really, fl- like, flustered and frustrated because Xander won't stop. Cody's like, why are you in a bad mood? I'm not in a bad mood. I'm tired. Like, right. my brain is mush. Right. You yeah. have so much going on and so much to think about. It's like, you just need five minutes just to, you know, kind of just not talk. Yeah. But people, really really and truly people who aren't in education don't quite understand. Right. Like, oh, you get off at 3.30. You should, you have a whole afternoon. No, nah, I'm going home. Right. I'm putting on my PJs and I'm vegging out watching Mm -hmm. soap operas. Like, if my kid will let me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Which brings us to why you should have a teacher bestie. I'm just saying. Yes. Us understanding each other and being able to go out and Mm -hmm. just just have these kinds of conversations where we can vent it out. Um, I mean, I I have to – I got to bring up Mr. Dill for a second because – Mr. Dill is a teacher here at our school, and I did not tell him I was going to talk about him. So, hey, Mr. Dill. Um, (laughs) I read his blog that he posted. He was supposed to be at the teacher symposium, I believe. Um, And he was going to talk about F-words. And mainly, like, you need to find your friends that Mm -hmm. that are going to, you know, be there for you and help you through this. Because teaching is difficult. I know Mm -hmm. I've talked about this before. But teaching is so hard, and it's it's difficult for a multitude of different things. But when you have somebody that you can lean on and be like, today was rough. Right. And you can, like, and I've talked about this, too, with Miss Wilson, is, you know, being a soundboard to one another. I think you're probably always my first soundboard fo- video or call because I know you're going to get it. You're going to understand what I'm saying. You're going to get where I'm coming from. And it just, 
it, it makes life easier. It makes it bearable. And I think too, because I've been on such a long journey with therapy, I think that talking it out helps you process things. Mm-hmm. And so I think like, you know, when you have a hard day where a kid wrote down something they shouldn't have on a piece of paper, being able to call your teacher best friend and be like, oh my gosh, listen to what happened. And you never give too many details because that is frowned upon, but you just vent it out. Mm-hmm. You just get it off your chest and you always have somebody who's going to be like, you know what? I understand. Today I had to tell a kid to quit licking the table. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. Everybody needs their teacher besties. And I know we're not only teacher besties, but we're besties for life. Yeah. And it's just good. Sometimes we just look at each other and we know exactly, <laughs> yes. exactly what we're thinking. Just like today with the podcast. Like, I'm like, oh, we have this idea. We should talk about being teacher besties. And, and then I, I pull out my phone and I'm like, look at the title of today's podcast. So, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, having that person, that, like you said, that you can talk to and vent to. Because there's going to be days where that's the only reason we get through is because we have that person that we can lean on, mm-hmm. you know. Plus somebody who can do your bulletin boards. and you know. <laughs> When we say she's not creative, we're not joking. <laughs> yeah, no. Not joking. I, I love doing bulletin boards, which um, this year I've kind of lacked on just because I'm trying really hard to leave work on time. I'm trying to make sure that I get everything done during the day. Um, and then also building, leave a little sparkle. It, it's kind of taken up some of my extra time. But I just... I find something so fun in doing bulletin boards. And it goes back to that time in college where we had to do a bulletin board together. And it was the funnest and I think most creative bulletin board we've ever done. For Julie. It was fun for Julie. Oh, again. It was not fun for me. Oh, my gosh. I helped. I was a good helper. She's a great helper. But, okay, it's what made me really start loving science the subject of science Mm -hmm. because I was like oh my gosh this is interactive it was it was um, a great board you did a really good job thank you (laughs) I was a little disappointed in the grade I know I think we got like a 93 yeah and I was like why did you take any points off but but to be fair (laughs) I'm sure there was something she had to look for that's what teachers do right um but I loved our board it was it had the world in the middle and then it was showing off the different um, hemispheres and the different seasons that each hemisphere would have at the same time. So it was so cool. To me, it was cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I still love doing my bulletin board. My bulletin board right now is, um, you know, famous uh, black history, famous black Americans that we talk about during Black History Month. And um, it's really funny because I try really hard to theme things out. And uh, the kids saw me putting stuff up, and they're like, what is this? What is this? So I was doing it in January. They weren't really paying much attention to it. And then I told them that they had a Black History Month project. And they went, oh, you're bored. And I was like, <laughs> you got it, dude. This, that's why I did my board the way I did. And so now they're using my board. Like, they use my board for inspiration, which has Aww. been great. So Yeah, we won't talk about my board. It's been the same since I got here years ago so whoever had my board yeah did my board it's still up i'm gonna um help you with that friend i i just haven't made my way once i get this room situated all right so this brings us to our final 
part of the podcast. I know. It's just time flies when you're with your teacher bestie. I know. So, this is called Facing the Future. What goals have you set for yourself or your family when it comes to their education? Which I know Cooper is little, and I know it's hard to think about, but eventually he's going to be 5'2". I know. (laughs) I know. I can't believe he's already almost one. So, <clears throat> my goal is to teach my son something every day. Aww. So, I know I try to read books to him every day. Mm-hmm. And I know his big word now is mama. No. So, but, He's you a know, mama's boy. He is a mama's boy. And so, I, you know, I tell him, okay, let's try to say dada. And apparently he said dada today for the first time. Woohoo! So. Go Coop. And now he knows how to kiss people oh. trying, yeah, so he gets kisses so. baby kisses are the best because yes. they just open mouth go for you so i just yeah i know <laughs> so right funny. slobber, slobber all over you so my goal is to be able to teach cooper how important education is yeah um and you know we learn something every day so not only do i teach the kids but i learn from kids as well yeah so. absolutely so what about yourself? Do you want to stay a teacher forever? <laughs> well, I know prior to having Cooper, I was actually um, trying, looking into getting my master's. But now with, you know, a one-year-old is kind of, you know. I do remember because I decided to put my master's on hold for, to have Xander. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's a, especially with the little one. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind moving up. Um but, I mean, I'm, I know I'm very content right now, especially, you know, everything that's going on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you hope um, that Cooper comes to school wherever you work? Yes. And I'm hoping to be here. Yeah. Because then he'll be here until eighth grade. Yeah. That, that's been um, my biggest goal right now is I want to stay in the school with Xander until he graduates eighth grade. Yeah. I think working at a place that your child goes to makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of things, um, one, you can have access to your child at any time to, you know, check on them, make sure they're okay. And yes, I'm a smidge of a helicopter parent. I, I, I check myself, you know, I'm not bad. No. But I am a little bit of a helicopter parent, mainly from my own trauma, just wanting to make sure my child's okay. Right. Um, But then I think also it helps just enhance their experience and understanding how truly important school is. Like on days like today where I need to stay and get things done or whatever, he'll have access to my entire library back there. And he'll be able to, you know, read or work on his iPad doing schoolwork or, you know, any homework stuff. And I really look forward to that. Right. I really, I think it's going to be great. And then also, you know, if he goes on a field trip or whatever, I'm already here. Exactly. And I know I love it here at Jewett. And, you know, some schools I know, um, I mean, I loved Caldwell, but I know um, some situations are difficult. Oh, yeah. Especially, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to get into this a little bit more on another episode, but um, especially, you know, there can be some times where maybe teachers and admins don't always see eye to eye, or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, the, the saying that, like, crap rolls downhill, yeah. and so teachers tend to get the brunt of it, mm-hmm. um, and you have to be really careful about where you choose to work at, 
But see, we've seen so much of Polk County schools and just schools in general that we know what what makes a happy environment. Right. Right. And I know I, I'm really happy being here. I am. And I know, like you said, we've been in other situations. Not saying the schools are bad. No, they're not but, bad. But, um, you know, Title One and things like that. And it's like grass isn't always greener on the other side. Yeah. More you difficult know. situations, maybe. Right. Um, a lot more paperwork. Oh, lot, yeah. You know. And, you know, that kind of stuff takes away from your family time. It does. And, and another thing, I've never been at a school that has two specials like this. I know. It's amazing. It's, it blows my mind. It, literally daily, when I'm drinking my coffee, as I'm working on my plans, I'm like, this right. is so amazing. I know, because a lot of schools, and I know Caldwell being a Title I school, mm-hmm. like... You, you don't get that. No, you would get maybe two plannings a, a week, because yeah. you had PLC, you had collaborative planning. Yes. So it's like, you were lucky to get two, you know, and you also had Out to have... Out of the whole week, yeah. Right. You also had to have the one-on-one parent meetings because that's part of title every single student so yes it it was it was a huge commitment i mean i understand where they're coming from with a lot of the commitments that they make you take because Mm -hmm. statistically kids that's parents are involved do better right so if you're not having that happen then you're going to end up not having major gains you're going to have kids that aren't doing well so i understand i understand them trying to they, they, they make the teachers reach out to the parents because sometimes if you don't reach out to the parent, they're not reaching out to you. You're never going to talk to them. Exactly. Um, you meet them one day. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> see them at Walmart. <laughs> That's your parent. I haven't seen them yet. Right. You know? Yeah. But yeah, this, this is a little piece of heaven on earth and I'm excited for my child to have the opportunity to do like the arts block. Right. What does that look like in kindergarten? You mean dance? Is that what they go to is dance? They go, yeah, they go to dance. They go to arts. They go to theater. Oh, wow. See, and my kid's an actor. He likes to lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. They go to library. And then, what's the other one? I'm drawing a blank right now. But, yes. Yeah. And then the older kids get to add in orchestra and band in that rotation as well. It's just amazing to me. The The whole concept of an arts school is amazing. And I really enjoy that we also are bringing in STEM and technology right. and the kids all being one-to-one technology. I, I would say from our start of education to where we're at now, I think things have really gone in the right direction and they've made life so much easier. Right. I used to, I used to get to work at six in the morning and not leave until it, it was dark. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And it's like, then we had, you know, keys where we can just, you know, stay as late as we want. Oh yeah. This school does not give you a key to get in. And I got to tell you, when I told my husband that he went good. Yeah. Because he knew I would be up here if I had a chance to. And I like that, how we can't come up on the weekends, you know, because I feel this is important to just, you know, I know this was touched on, um, on one of your other podcasts, but Mm -hmm. it's important to just, you know, relax, you know, and I know Skylar being a first year teacher, it's always important to leave work at work sometimes Mm -hmm. and then come home and just 
relax, do something for yourself. Yeah. You know, do something with your teacher bestie. Yes. <laughs> Chili's on Thursdays. Right. <laughs> do something with your family because, you know, family is important. And, yeah. You know, school as, or work as important as it is, sometimes you just need, you know, a break. And something I learned when I was a principal is that it's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. There's always going right. to be something and it's going to be there for you when you get mm-hmm. back to it. Right. So you trying to complete your list, it's not worth it. Right. And your well-being is more important than, you know, lesson planning. And, yes. And, you know, the other stuff can wait. Your well-being, though, is and your family is more important. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being of on. Of course. Thank you. And, guys, you can find me online at leavealittlesparkle.info. I am also on Facebook, Leave a Little Sparkle. Instagram, leave a little sparkle, and Twitter now. So check me out on all those, and I will see you guys next time.